0: want to spend a little bit of time today uh, and just share a passage of scripture with you and talk about redeeming the time. In Galatians, the fourth chapter, verse 2 through 6, and just look at this passage with me today as we reflect on this message, redeem the time. Here's what Paul said and wrote to the the church of Galatia. He says, continue in prayer and watch in the same with thanksgiving, with all praying also for us, that God would open unto us a door of utterance to speak the mystery of Christ, for which I am also in bounds, that I may make it manifest as I ought to speak. Walk in wisdom towards them that are without, redeeming the time let your speech be always with grace seasoned with salt that ye may know how you are to answer every man and so as we begin i just want to take a moment to define a a few things as we see it the, the title today redeem the time it's important that we understand what redeem means to redeem something it means to buy back To regain possession of it, just like Christ redeemed us, regained possession of us by giving his life. And so as we take a moment to think about that, how can we redeem or buy back or take possession of time? Wait a minute, that don't even make sense, right? How can we grab time, redeem or or regain possession of time? But it's so important that we understand that time is a gift from God. And none of us know how much of it we are allowed. It. How much time that we are given. And do we waste the time we have? And so it's so important that we talk about that. I know as, uh, as a young man and, and, and not knowing Christ and and, and, and trusting him I wasted a whole lot of time I ran my life for me myself and I see there wasn't a purpose and a calling that I was fixed on and focused on and so I did whatever I thought was wise and what I thought was beneficial in my own eyes maybe you like I have been there before and we run and we try to achieve all of these things and try to work all of these things in our life to achieve wealth and achieve position and achieve respect. And so we spend a whole lot of time, as Solomon said, vanity is vanity, it's all vanity. And so before you know it, we come to a point of realizing that it don't really mean a whole lot. That we feel like we've just been wasting But God in his infinite wisdom drew us to him by his sweet, sweet spirit. That we would understand that the purpose and the plan that he has for us. That we would understand who we are in Christ. That we would understand who we are as a child of God. And that we would understand the plan and the purpose that he has for each and every one of us. And so maybe you, like I, you've wasted some time, maybe not in those things, but maybe in some of those things like TV or computers. Maybe video games have taken up a lot of your time. Don't raise your hand. Nobody's watching. And maybe Facebook or social media has taken up a lot of our time. And and I'm not saying in and of itself those things are bad, but we can waste so much time. Maybe none of those fall into your category, but what about worry? Do you worry about a lot of things? Remember that Jesus himself and the scriptures tell us that we can't add one cubit to our life. We can't add any additional time, additional substance with worry. Maybe anger. Anybody in here just kind of been fixated on anger and it kind of, kind of kept you immobile? That you fixated on that if it was an individual attached to it, that you were so angry that you were no earthly good? What about unforgiveness? That unforgiveness holds us in that time of, of that action. That we can't go forward because we're still holding in that moment. And we fixate on it over and over and over again. Let's just be clear a little bit. For all of us, the time is short. It's so important that we make the most of the time that we have. See, in some translations, the phrase redeeming the time... As we see in Galatians 4, and we see also in Ephesians 5, 16, it literally means making the most of every moment. It also means making the best use of the time that we have. Making the most of every moment. Making the best use of the time that we have. See, Billy Graham said it this way, Only God knows when the alarm will sound ending the work and ministry of evangelism as we know it now. Only God knows when the alarm will sound. Only God knows how much time each of us has on this earth to make decisions that will impact eternity. Are we going to waste the moments that we have or make the most of them? is what psalms 139 verse 16 the psalmist said your eyes saw my substance being yet unformed and in your books they are all written the days fashioned for me see god knows the days that are fashioned for you and i when as yet there was none of them before we were even born God knew the days he holds them when God says we should be redeeming the time he wants us to live in constant awareness of that ticking clock and make the most of the time we have now let me I I said that ticking clock and I said the awareness of it that constant awareness is not intended to bring worry We're not intended to think that this is all there is. And that we only have this little bit of time and that we're to worry over it. See, in Christ, we have eternity. But in this life, it is fleeting. It is but like a puff of smoke. Let me share that with you in Psalms 39, verse 4 and 5. It says this. Lord, make me to know my end, and what is the measure of my days, that I may know how frail I am. Indeed, you have made my days as hand breath. it's Not that long. And my age is as nothing before you. You know, if you got the grayest hair in this room, if you 80, 90, those days are nothing compared to God. They're small. They're short. Certainly every man at his best state is but vapor. You mean like, Pastor Man, you just kind of drop some doom and gloom on us. <laughs> no. Don't see it that way. Saints of God, this is not our home. This is not eternity. This is not glory. This is but a temporary stop on the highway to heaven that God has for you and I. That his plan is that we would have life and that we would have it more abundantly. And so while we're in this temporary season or state, God desires that we make the most of it and that it doesn't make the most of us. So it should drive us to be singly focused on the Lord and the task that he has at hand. So how do we make the most of every opportunity daily and effectively? Paul gives us some thoughts in the book of Colossians. As you're reflecting on these passages, it's important that we understand a little bit of the background. Paul is writing to a community of Christians here that have had a strong heart for the Lord and are seeking to serve him. This is not like many of Paul's other writings where he's rebuking and correcting the saints because of their turning away because of their serving other gods. But Paul is in prison. He's probably counting his days a little bit, knowing that his time is short. And so Paul heard that the Colossian Christians, who had at one time been strong in their faith, were now vulnerable to deception by, about their faith. There were those that were coming in, and primarily they were talking about the deity of Christ, and questioning Christ being God in the flesh. And so he wrote this letter to encourage them to make sure that they understand that their theological belief in Christ was steadfast and sure, that they would embrace all that God had for them, and understand even if they're going through trials and tribulations, it's but for a moment is temporary, that these light afflictions are not worthy to be compared with the eternal weight of glory that will be revealed in us. So the letter, however, takes readers far beyond these issues of deception. Paul cared deeply that all of his readers, and even us today, would understand the context of their lives within God's story that you are fearfully and wonderfully made and that God has a divine purpose for each and every one of us to impact, to impact the world for Christ, to bring eternity out of mortality, the temporariness of this world. So our lives are intended by God to have meaning and purpose. The moments are savored a little more when we are making the most of them for eternity and when we're looking at the landscape of the temporariness of this world and so desire to savor every moment when we are caught up in the business of the of the days they can feel fleeting like we never have enough time And the truth of the matter is, we don't, if we fill it with temporary things, it'll always feel fleeting. It'll always run past us. See, we only have enough time for the eternal. We only have just enough time for the essential. And so it should help us clear out the path a little bit and become singly focused on the Lord and his plan for eternity. It should give us hope. It should give us peace. It should give us joy. Knowing that even the good times, that even the not so good times, it's all temporary on this side of heaven. that we can focus in just a little bit clearer, a little bit better. And I get distracted by the good things and the not so good things of this world. So how do we make the the most of every moment? How to redeem the time. See, Paul gives us three areas of encouragement in the quest to redeem the time. If we take a little bit closer, look at Galatians chapter 4, verse 2 and 6. He brings those out. The first one we see is continue in prayer. See, these are loaded words. These three words here are so loaded. That continue in prayer means that we continue in our communication with God and our walk with the Lord. Just as we remember as Jesus was walking with disciples after he had went to the cross. And they said, Did not our hearts burn within us? See, he was unfolding all the things of God. He was sharing the beauty and the blessings of God. He was communicating, and that communication touched heaven. It stirred up that heart. See, as we communicate in prayer with God, it should stir us up. It should make those moments even sweeter that we are making partitions to God, that they reach the throne of God. He hears our cries. See, our communicating with God opens up heaven to us. And I don't know about you, but if you've read a little bit about heaven, there's a party going on. The angels in heaven are rejoicing. There's, there's this beat drum that's going on. It's going, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty who was and is and is to come. See, there's no sadness or sorrow. There's joy, unspeakable joy. You know, just like we had a moment to worship the Lord in song, we feel the joy of the Lord. We're reminded of his words. See, when we continue in prayer, the Holy Spirit gets involved and we're reminded of what God has said to us, what God is saying to us. God is right there. His word, which is powerful, cuts the sorrow and brings joy. His words dispel the lies and bring truth. And as we're communicating with him, And there's this sweetness that just, have you ever felt like time just stops? There's a savory when we're spending time with the Lord. See, there's a door of utterance that opens up to us and then through us. See, Paul was talking about that a little bit. He said, a door of utterance. He said, with all prayer also for us, that God would open unto us a door of utterance to us and then through us, that we would have the right words to say, just like on the day of Pentecost where there was an utterance that came out by the disciples and others of God that they spoke in every man's language. See, it gives us the right words to say that we may be a witness for him, that we may speak for him. And so how do you redeem the time? Continue in prayer. Continue in your relationship with God. Continue to walk with him. Continue to talk with him. Let him tell you that you're his own. Remind you of his goodness. Remind you of his steadfastness. And you speak back to him and let him know that you love him. That you trust him. That you obey him. That you're going to walk in his ways. And something happens. There's a burning that occurs. I know you, many of you know what I'm talking about. But then Paul went over a little farther. He says, Watch with thanksgiving. That's some impactful words as well. Watch with thanksgiving. Because that very word, watch, the root of it means wake. Not to sleep. Don't be in church sleeping with your spiritual eyes, even though your natural eyes may be open. He says, watch, be awake, pay attention, have close observation. See, I remember many times that folks would say, well, you know what? I just just can't hear from God. I just don't know what he's, are you watching? God's always speaking. He's always showing himself. He wants to make himself known to each and every one of us. And so this word watch means to keep watch of the suspicious man as well. That we're keeping on God, that we're watching with the Spirit, that our spirit is discerning those that we're interacting with. And that we're able to see those that are not of God and those that are. That we have spiritual discernment. That we have diligence for keeping or protecting against danger, physical and spiritual, that we're watching. Not missing, but here's the other part of that watching with thanksgiving, not missing the door that God is opening. Have you ever been in a situation and you've just kind of been like, man, I missed it. I really, God made an opportunity for me to speak to that person or to say something, and I missed it. See, when we're not watching, that's what can happen. We'll miss the door that God is opening due to our spiritual sleepiness. But this word also doesn't mean certain things. It doesn't mean that we watch with fret or fear a worry, but with thanksgiving. See, there's a lot in this world that we could watch, and we can see the media, and we can see the news, and before you know it, we're, well, you know, we, we're scared of our very shadow because of so much going on. But Paul is reminding us that God wants us to watch with thanksgiving. That we're looking at all of this and we're saying, you know what, God's been so good. I can be thankful. Man, this world is in a mess. I'm so thankful that God is with me every single day, that he doesn't forget about me, that he loves us with an undying love, that I don't have to watch with fret like the world watches, because I serve a God who loves me who keeps me from all a thousand shall fall at my left hand a ten thousand at my right hand but it shall not come nigh my dwelling place because my god is my refuge in him will i trust and so he tells us to watch with thanksgiving not watching critically also not watching to make a point of how messed up the world is saints we need to get off that train of being so critical about the things that's happening we know we, we've read revelations we knew it was going to happen before it happens so we shouldn't act like we're surprised And so we shouldn't be overstating the obvious. But waiting for an opportunity to give light and hope. You know what I'm talking about. We got people all around us. If we don't have hope, who will? If we don't share the light, who will? If not you, then who? If not when, then now? I mean, if not now, then when? Don't be laughing at me. (laughs) Praise God. (laughs) It's so important that we don't waste time debating over issues and allow God to use us to bring hope, to bring peace, so the way we do that is we watch with thanksgiving. Knowing that God's going to make an opportunity available for us. The third point that Paul wants to remind us of how do we redeem the time, make the most of our opportunities, don't waste the time that we've been given, is to walk in wisdom. And the rest of that verse says, towards them that are without, and we'll talk about that in just a moment. But to walk in wisdom means to live in wisdom, to dwell in wisdom. Live our lives wisely. As we heard in the song, thy word is a lamp unto our feet, a light unto our path. Because that very word wisdom means wisdom. That wisdom is the capacity of the mind that allows us to understand life from God's perspective. Not from our perspective, but from God's perspective to understand it. And now we make wise choices because we're seeing it from his perspective and not ours. See, our thoughts are not his thoughts. Our ways are not his ways. It's so important that we see it from his perspective. Solomon said this in Proverbs 4 and 5. He encourages us to get wisdom. Don't get a paycheck. Don't get intellect of this world. Get wisdom. Those things have their place. As we seek God, he'll add us. All these other things will be added unto us. Solomon goes on to say, "Those who get wisdom love life." Proverbs 19:8. And that is better to get wisdom than gold. See how essential this is. And so Paul reminds us to walk in wisdom. He expressed this not only in Galatians, but also in Ephesians. In Ephesians 5, 15, and 16, he said it this way, See then that ye walk circumspectly. See, that word circumspectly means to careful to consider all circumstances. We can add to that, be slow to speak and quick to listen, that we would consider all the elements. That we allow ourselves to see through the Spirit, not as fools, Ephesians 5.15, but as wise, redeeming the time, because the days are evil. He's reminding us to make the most. Consider the circumstances. Look with your spiritual eyes. Excuse me. Allow God to show you. See, in both these passages, Galatians and Ephesians, redeeming in time is related to wisdom and how we walk and how we live, how we respond in this dying world. Now, let me just share a little bit more because as we hear he said something in Ephesians 5, he says, not as fools, not as fools. Have you ever thought about a fool? We don't like to use that word, but what makes a person a fool? See, it's not intellect, but it's the lack of faith that makes fools. Look what Psalms 14 verse 1 and 2 says. The fool have said in his heart, there is no God. That does it right there. Not anything else. They are corrupt. They have done abominable works. There is none that doeth good. The Lord looks down from heaven upon the children of men to see if there were any that did understand and seek God. And see, the reality of it is, it goes on to say there was none. There was no one. And so God, in his infinite wisdom, sent Christ to draw us to him, that our hearts would be transformed, that he would create in us a new heart, a heart desiring to seek him. Because in in, in our manhood, there is none. We were all fools. Because we all believed there was no God. That we were gods within ourselves. And so by his spirit, he drew us. He revealed to us supernaturally that we were not enough. So that we would trust Christ, who's more than enough. Paul gives us specific instructions to live wisdom out toward them that are without. Every person we encounter that does not know Christ is without. And so we can't look, look with the same lens, with the same perspective, We have to walk in wisdom with them that are without. Giving those without the right ingredients. Just like if we, with our babies, we wouldn't immediately stick meat in their mouth. We gave them milk. God is saying, sometimes we we take an approach that'll never work. If we're not understanding the landscape, fully understanding the without. And so sometimes that takes that we're spending time with God, we're communicating with God, and God reminds us how far he's brought us, what he did for us, how he set us free, how he broke the chains. How we were dead in our trespasses and sins. How we could not hear him. Because our desires were evil. See, Proverbs reminds us of that. (laughs) It says, the ways of a foolish man are corrupt. We go that way. And so maybe it's not one time that one of us comes and we say, you know you need Jesus, (laughs) your wretched self. You toe up from the flow up. (laughs) And sometimes we can think that's going to be the thing that's going to click in their mind. God said, think about it. Did it click for you? giving them the right ingredients. Be gentle, but be clear. Be loving, but be truthful. And watch God do a miraculous work. See, when we do these three, when we continue in prayer, when we watch with thanksgiving and walk in wisdom, It should show up in our manner of conduct and our manner of speech. The level of contentment we have and the richness of God that's within us will come out. See, redeeming the time transforms the manner of our conduct and our speech because out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth, And we allow God to be in communion with us when we're thankful, when we're watching and thankful and we're walking in wisdom. And there's a bubbling up that occurs on the inside of us that it can't help but come out of us. And it comes out in the manner of how we treat others and the manner of our speech because it's seasoned with grace, God's unmerited favor. It's seasoned with salt, the richness of God. Oh, taste and see that the Lord good to that same person that i mentioned before i was over visiting with melissa and i a few days ago this person loves the lord and was sharing her story as she came to the lord as a young person and that how much she loved him and she wasn't satisfied now even moving into her latter years she wasn't satisfied with where she was she wanted to continue to grow in the Lord she was sharing his life and how she wanted to so many others to know the goodness of God and I sat there and I uh, was just watching and listening and I don't know if y'all know about me but I, 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 I love to listen And I'm seeing this glow and this presence on her. And as she's sharing and sharing how she talks with her grandkids and talks with others and shares the love of God. I don't know about you, but when I was growing up, I remember my grandmother just sitting at the table. She would always put a plate of food in front of me and she would sit and just talk to me. And it seemed like time would just stop. And I could see the richness coming out of my grandmother and how passionate she was for the Lord and how sincere she was in what she was sharing with me. That maybe I didn't understand at all, but it was pricking my heart. And I saw that very thing just a few days ago. I saw someone who was redeeming the time making the most of every opportunity that God had given then as she continued in her relationship with the Lord she was watchful and thankful for what God was doing and that she had an opportunity made by him to share his goodness. I'm at this point of being on the other side and knowing and understanding God's goodness, but had I not, man, that would have been some gentleness that would have turned me to seek him, to search for him, to find him. And we have the opportunity to do that when we redeem this time that God has given. We don't waste it. There's somebody out there that God is calling you to. In those moments, in the hecticness of this world, in the trials and the tribulations all around us, God wants to use us mightily to redeem the time that begins in us, transforming us, and transforming the world around us. So I encourage your saints, let him redeem the time in you and watch him redeem the time in others because he's just that good of a God.